0: On this week's episode of the podcast, Drew has some more recent history for us as he talks about a remarkable underdog run through European competition that occurred only a decade ago. 10 years is longer than you think it is. I think it's 10 years, so I'm gonna buckle up because I guess this is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Dead Ball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy, healthy dose of stupidity brought to you this week by betonline.ag and DoorDash.
1: So many sponsors that so many sponsors. love us and want to give us their money.
0: Yeah, and we're uh, we're very grateful for those, both so of those things, for sponsors and for money.
1: And we're also grateful to Blue Wire Podcast Network. Which
0: is our podcast network that we are a part of.
1: Yes. So we're yes, grateful for
0: all of those things. And while you're ruminating on what you're grateful for, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the host of this podcast, myself, everybody's most favorite soccer writer, I guess, uh, whatever I would classify myself as currently at this moment, Adam <laughs> Whitaker Snavely, joined as always by my real-life brother.
1: I'm just Drew, you know, Drew Snavely. We... Uh, Manchester United fan, if this is your first podcast you're listening to, of <laughs> us. Um, Long time listener,
0: first time caller.
1: <laughs> a, a suffering Manchester United fan. Um, the season has not been great for us so far. Um, you're
0: talking about suffering, but you, you, you won. You won this week.
1: Shouldn't have won.
0: Yeah, but Dortmund lost 2 nothing to Augsburg.
1: That is true. And you know what? The Bills did win today as well, Ooh, so we, we got a lot of things to be happy about.
0: Bless up on the Bills.
1: In times where there aren't a lot of things to be happy about, we can be happy about the Bills winning and Manchester United squeaking out wins against Brighton.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Bills squeaked out a win against the Rams. Manchester United squeaked out a win against Brighton.
1: Uh, referee assisted both games,
0: Leicester, actually. <laughs> Leicester City, yeah, both games, both games. Leicester City crushed Manchester City.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hoffenheim crushed Bayern Munich. It's crazy. 4-1. What is,
1: this, what is this world that we live in?
0: Everybody at MLS is tearing their ACL. Everybody in the NFL is getting hurt.
1: Yeah. And, and LeBron
0: James is in the finals of the NBA playoffs.
1: Some things never change.
0: LeBron James. LeBron
1: James. 10th <laughs> season, 9th finals appearance. It's just this is not a basketball podcast. It's, casual. it's not a football podcast. It is a soccer
0: podcast. We're talking about soccer on this soccer. podcast. And Drew, you have a you have a tale for us. You have a story to I, regale us with.
1: I do I do have a story. Um and I mean Premier League's back. That's exciting. It's been back for a few weeks now. Yeah. Kind of old news. Yeah. But you want to know what else is
0: back? Tell me now.
1: Full one in the premier League.
0: Oh, and you already oh, no. know where this is going. Well, I do know where this <laughs> is going now. I do know exactly where it's going. Wow.
1: I do have to tell you, when I was writing this story, I was just like body chills all over, just, like just constantly. The, the full
0: tingles. Yeah. Man. I had goose flesh. What,
1: what a story. Um, back in, in 2010, I'm going to recount the remarkable run of. Fulham FC, I believe it's FC. Yeah, yeah FFC. Yeah.
0: FFC. That's what the the crust is. FFC.
1: Uh, oh oh oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying Fulham FFC. No no no. no I was uh, like, what's the other F in there for? <laughs> <fucking> Fulham FC. <laughs> <laughs> what's this extra F doing here? We hey don't man. have any extra Fs hey to man. give.
0: Hey man, never question an extra
1: F. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fulham. Fulham,
0: oh. Fulham FC.
1: Back in the Premier League, Tim Ream, still have Americans on the squad. And um, Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson. So, uh, Fulham has long time been an ally to the United States men's the national North team. The North American
0: cause, certainly. Yes. Uh, yes. Brian McBride.
1: Brian McBride as well. Clint uh, Dempsey.
0: Clint Dempsey. Carlos Bocanegra. Boca. Eddie Johnson for a little bit. He didn't um, do like anything with them, but he did play for them for a little while.
1: I'm like, did Brad Guzan play for... No. Casey Keller.
0: No. Did we Casey not have... Keller played for Millwall. Ah. Uh, Brad Guzan played for Aston Villa. Um, and... I don't think, I don't remember Fulham. I guess no
1: goalkeepers, no American goalkeepers Maybe for Casey Fulham. Keller
0: played for Fulham. That, that's a possibility. Oh, I can't I, remember. I just, for whatever
1: reason, I thought there was an American that played goalkeeper for that, a little bit with them. That's
0: quite possible. You also had some lesser-known Americans, like Luca De La Torre, Marlon Fossey. Who's,
1: lesser lesser Americans?
0: I said lesser-known. Oh, okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't calling their Americanness into question. I was
1: they're, they're lesser. They're,
0: they're not quite as well-known. Oh, my gosh. Damien Duff. <laughs> Damien Duff. Who is not American, but yeah. always whenever he pops up on a team, I'm like, ah, Damien Duff. It's that guy.
1: He played with Americans.
0: <laughs> Damien Duff in FIFA, like, 06 was yeah. sick. I was going to say. That left foot.
1: I remember you always choosing teams with him because you're like, oh, i got to get the ball to Damien Duff. <laughs> Five-star skiller. <laughs> I don't know. He was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That or I played with Dortmund. With, like, young Mario Goza Oh, my God. So gosh. fast. That,
1: yeah, that Holy crap, so fast. So good. What happened? What happened?
0: Oh, uh, well, he had a severe metabolism problem that really robbed years of his career. Oh, wow.
1: I didn't realize that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he missed, like, almost a full season when he went back to Dortmund while he was, like, dealing with that. Dang. Yeah.
1: Stomach issues, man. I can relate. They'll get you. They suck. Yeah. They yeah, really you do know. suck.
0: So, we're talking about Fulham.
1: We're talking about Fulham, well, We're though. talking about
0: the last time Fulham was good.
1: The last time Fulham was good. I'm sorry Fulham if you're
0: a Fulham good. fan listening <laughs> to this podcast, but Fulham has been ass for some years now.
1: Hey, they're back in the Premier League, and they're going to spend a great season they're up gonna, in the Premier they're League. They're going to
0: have for, a great one
1: season in the Premier League before they go back down. And then they'll probably be back up the next semester. Uh, maybe. The next semester. Yeah. The next... The next the, semester. Yeah. <laughs> next <laughs> school year, <laughs>
0: I think Fulham will
1: be back. <laughs> All right, so 2009 2010 Europa League season. It's actually the first ever Europa League season. So huh. that was the change from. I forgot about that. What was it, the uh, Super
0: Cup or something? No, no not it the Super was Cup. the UEFA Cup. Right, the UEFA Cup.
1: The UEFA Cup. The so Super
0: Cup is w- the beginning of the season game. Yeah, between it's between the champions. The and yeah. Yes. I know these things. You
1: know these things. I went soccer. So England was awarded three spots. Like they are today for Europa League. Um, The 5th, 6th, and 7th spots get to play in Europa League. The first four spots get to go to Champions
0: League. Unless unless the team that finishes in 5th, 6th, or 7th wins the Champions League. Yes. In which case, they get an automatic bid to the Champions League, and then the top four teams also still qualify for the Champions League in England, and you have... A European spot dipping into number eight, possibly. Yeah, po- that, potentially, that usually does not happen. No, no,
1: it has to be like a perfect storm um, in England, and it really does not. I happen don't believe it. Often. I don't.
0: I don't believe it has happened.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. So, um, the end of the two thousand eight two thousand nine season saw Everton finish fifth, Aston Villa finish sixth, and Roy Hodgson's Fulham finish seventh.
0: Roy Hodgson was – I I think Roy Hodgson still is just like the ideal mid-table club manager uh, slash like mid-to-low table club manager. It's wild to me that he was like – he did pretty okay with Fulham. Yeah. For so many years that eventually England were like, you should coach the national team. And they gave him the national team job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He – I think he got – his Fulham teams to overachieve, and I think that's what I agree with that. ultimately earned totally. him the the England job. I agree with that. Um, I, th- I also believe he was at West Brom too, and he did well with West Brom.
0: That is possibly true. And I th-
1: he spent some time at Inter, I believe as well. I think I was Milan. Yes. I could be completely Let wrong. Let me fact check that. That I'm, doesn't
0: sound right. It,
1: that's what I I was just reading, and it was surprising to me when I saw that. But I believe it was Inter. It Roy might have been a different Hodgson, big you. club, but I believe it really was Inter. I mean, your face
0: melting <laughs> off. The side. He was at Inter. Boom.
1: In your face, wow. In your 1995 face. 1995
0: to 1997.
1: Oh, ye of little faith. Roy Hodgson... Has been at many successful clubs.
0: Uh, yeah, teams managed: Holmstad, Bristol City, Örebro, where the... thats okay. Swedish, Sweden. Okay. Örebro, Malmo. Still talking about Sweden. Sweden. What is that? Nukatal Zamex? It's a Swiss club. Okay. Sounds like Zanax. Yeah. Uh, then he then the Switzerland national side, Inter Milan, Blackburn, Inter Milan again. Grasshoppers, which is another Swiss club. <laughs> okay. Grasshopper Zurich. Yeah. Copenhagen. Udinese, Then he coached the United Arab Emirates. Oh, you did. Wow. Uh he coached Viking. Viking Football Club okay. in Norway. Okay. Finland. Then he came home in Fulham. Wow. What a The travails of Roy Hodgson.
1: What? A... A career, and that's just that's stopping at Fulham, where we are right now. Yeah, at this current moment, because mm-hmm. I think he went on. Did he spend time at Liverpool?
0: Yeah, he was with Liverpool, and then he was with West Brom, and then they finally gave him the England job. Yeah, uh, just by attrition. At that point, I think.
1: I mean, he's and a then, he's a seasoned, seasoned,
0: seasoned some veteran. Some might say overseas. <laughs>
1: maybe a little too seasoned. Some might say he's
0: well done.
1: <laughs> he's a he's a remarkably consistent. Mid table manager, I think. Yeah, I'll agree with that. He knows
0: what it takes
1: to succeed just enough.
0: He he knows what it takes to really butter my biscuit. (laughs) To really butter your biscuit.
1: (laughs) Gosh. So when Hodgson took over for Fulham, and he took over in the middle of the 2008 2009 season, it was in December. um, Fulham were in the middle of a relegation battle, which they stayed in. Um and
0: that was the, the great escape year, right?
1: It was the great escape
0: with like Bobby Zamora and Brian McBride and the yeah. gang. Yeah.
1: Because Fulham finished 17th and they only stayed up on goal differential.
0: Yes. It was like a last day. <laughs> yes. Like they needed to win like four out of the five last games and they did it. Yes. Like it was wild.
1: Yeah. Truly, truly remarkable uh for the cottagers after I, I mean it was truly remarkable. Um, finished the next season, 2000, um, 2008, 2009, yeah. for them because they qualified for Europa League just a season after almost being relegated.
0: Yeah, Leicester really made it look like crap like in 2016, 2017. Um, I mean, yes. When they almost got relegated and then they won the league. But yeah, at the time, it looked great. <laughs> at the time, it, <laughs> At the time, it was sick.
1: It was remarkable. I mean, I guess Sheffield did it. I mean, they were promoted, and then they did really well last season. That's true. Um,
0: They didn't qualify for Europe, though.
1: They did not. And it's not like they were almost relegated. They were just a promoted side that happened to be good. Yes. Um, So I think they finished, like, 8th, ninth, Sure. Somewhere around there. But anyways, we're talking about Fulham. So um, finishing 7th. Great job. You do have some additional playing games for Europa League for finishing in that last Europa League spot in sense. England. Yeah. So they had to start qualifying games in July, which is like That sucks. A solid month of yeah, playing for before while everybody's still on like their summer breaks. They're in Dubai. They're yeah, but hopefully- they're getting arrested by Greek police. <laughs> 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 I mean they're 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 playing qualifying games for Europa League at yeah. this time. So, after de- defeating Lithuanian club, Vetra and Amkar Perm from Russia. Perm? Perm. Nice. P-E-R-M. Yeah, I mean, that's perm. How you, I mean, that's how
0: you spell perm.
1: Fulham made it into the Europa League group stage. They didn't really have uh, major issues with the first qualifying groups, which... I don't know. Sometimes they can be tricky.
0: Sometimes they can be tricky, but you shouldn't be struggling with Lithuanian clubs or Russian clubs that aren't named like Dynamo. Yes. Or CSKA.
1: Exactly. So Fulham was drawn into a difficult group. They had Roma, FC Basel, and CSKA, Sofia. Okay. Um, That's a
0: Ukrainian team?
1: They are Ukrainian. Yeah. Yeah, Sofia. Um, so after the first five games of the group stage that Fulham played they were behind Basel and Roma on points Roma led the group with ten points Basel had nine and Fulham was in third with eight you obviously need to finish first or second place to advance to the next stage since Fulham's last group stage match was in Switzerland versus Basel they had to win to advance Sure, Um, they absolutely had to beat Basel Fulham managed to hold on for a win versus a very determined opponent. Basel outshot them seventeen to seven. Gosh. Yeah, I, the game finished three to two, or two to one.
0: That's some real English. Some real English <laughs> low table. Yes, we're gonna get this win no matter <laughs> what.
1: Uh, so Fulham advances to the round of thirty-two, finishing second in the group behind Roma. There's one thing that's really dumb about Europa League and I've always like it's always kinda of grinded my gears. Yeah. And I just think it's really, really dumb.
0: Is it the Champions League teams dropping down yes. into it? Mm. That is so, mm-hmm.
1: so, so dumb. Like, okay, you sucked in this other competition. Here's another shot at European glory. No. If you lose <laughs> in Champions League, you should just be done and out with. Why do you get another shot to to qualify uh, for the Champions League again next year and just another shot at a European championship when you lost in the premier um, European competition. It just doesn't really make a, a ton of sense to me. I got you. Um, but because of that, Fulham had, had drawn uh, Shakhtar Donetsk.
0: Yes. Shakhtar.
1: Shakhtar. Another
0: Ukrainian team. Another Ukrainian All team,
1: which had a young Willian. Yep. Fernandinho. Yeah, dude. And Douglas Costa.
0: Yeah, Shakhtar was known for a long time as, like, a landing spot for Brazilians before they got, like, signed by bigger clubs.
1: That's Fridge. Yep. Mm -hmm. played for Shakhtar. So, yeah, it's kind of random because it's just a Ukrainian team, but they take on Brazilians.
0: (laughs) Give me the Brazilians.
1: (laughs) Give me the Brazilians. Give them (laughs) to me. So they advance past the Ukrainian Giants with a 3-2 aggregate score. Um so, that's pretty great. That is I mean, good. Advancing. Advancing through. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, this is where we really get to, I don't know, kind of dumb things about Europa League. Because <laughs> the next round, Fulham drew Juventus. Which is like... Yeah. That's not what you want to see.
0: No, no never.
1: When you still have teams like... Copenhagen in yeah, the, yeah, in the yeah, tournament, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: like oh, maybe I can maybe I can play. What's that team? L A S K. Yes, Lask. <laughs> maybe maybe give we me could, Lask. Give me some team from Cyprus or Macedonia <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, they drew Juventus, which Ooh,
0: could have gotten Ludogorets, but they got Juventus.
1: <laughs> isn't great. It was actually um, the the winner of Fulham Shakhtar was set to play Juventus Ajax, so they had they did two group drawings yeah initially and so they had like a european giant like no matter the outcome whether but it was I ajax or would juventus would
0: still rather play ajax
1: yeah yes i mean
0: ajax has a more of a potential to be not good than i think juventus has a potential to be not good
1: yes yeah so i mean juventus was still kind of getting over um the it's
0: the Calciopoli
1: the Calciopoli yeah. scandal. This was their um,
0: first European tournament back, I think.
1: It was their second. Okay. Cause I believe
0: cuz they they got banned from European competition for a couple of years yes. and they got relegated to Serie B.
1: Yes. And, and then, then they, so
0: they had to win promotion, which they did because all the their first players stayed. stayed yeah. <laughs> and so they have like Gianluigi Buffon and Alessandro Del Piero just yes. like laying waste to some. Yes, the, some yes, second, like second, 50 goals. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it wasn't like peak Juventus, but, but still really good, yeah. which sets the table for a David and Goliath matchup and we love.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast brought to you this week by DoorDash. Now, I don't think that most people need an introduction to DoorDash at this point. I know I certainly don't as a person who has used it multiple times just in the last couple of days to get food. But basically, it is a delivery service for places that you normally would not be able to get delivery food service from, which makes it perfect for times like these. Now, if you don't know what it is, DoorDash is an app. You open your DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off settings that you can choose inside the app. You can choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory, whatever you like. And also many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. You just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Now, right now, Our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Remember, code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Today's pod is also brought to you by BetOnline. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We are back from our regularly scheduled ad break. Drew, we were just talking about Juventus and how we would not want to face them in Europa League competition. No,
1: we're kind of setting the scene for the Juventus full of matchup, the David versus Goliath. I mean, you have Italian giants and you have career mid-tablers yeah, yeah. slash <laughs> second-tier <laughs> I think team. definitely
0: at the time, I don't know if this is still true, but at the time, Craven Cottage was definitely the smallest stadium in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, I, I would venture to guess that is one of the smallest stadiums that Juventus played at that season.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know Serie A well enough to be like...
1: I'm sure there are some really small Italian stadiums. There's, some, there's probably some yeah.
0: small Italian stadiums that they have played at, but but Craven Cottage is a very small ground. It still is. They've they've expanded it a little bit, I think, but it's not very large. Yeah. Especially for a team like Fulham that was in the Premier League for so long. Like yeah. A, like, like a mainstay. A
1: successful club, sure. for sure. I mean, comparatively to the hundreds of other clubs that are in the English Football League. Definitely. Which is soccer for those of you who? Yeah,
0: just just in case you got confused, we're not talking about the the, the football that the Buffalo Bills play,
1: that the Josh Allen plays, that the
0: Josh Allen God Squad plays.
1: <laughs> we're talking about soccer. We're <laughs> talking
0: about soccer, baby.
1: <laughs> so, uh, like we said, they're still kind of recovering from the the Calciopoli, yes, scandal, and then, um, but they still finished like second in the Serie A the year before. Like, they had already pretty much recovered. Yeah. And you still had the likes of Buffon and Pavel Neved and Del Piero. Like, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still hanging around.
0: Yeah, so, they're. it was, like,
1: pretty decent.
0: Yeah, that's it's all right. I
1: guess it's fine. It's fine. That's cool. <laughs> so, it, it's just, like, not like they're a bunch of chumps.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Definitely not. So, the first leg was played at the cottage
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and oh no it was not played at the cottage it was played in italy um and it did not go well for the cottagers mm, i read my notes yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first leg at the cottage nope it just didn't go well for the cottagers yes, uh, if you're tracking
0: I, I understand and i do i do recall this now
1: <laughs> Oh, uh, gosh. I so, just kind of
0: went along with you, even though I actually remember following these games when they happened.
1: Yeah. I mean, so 2010, I said at the beginning of the pod, it's a lot longer ago than what it feels like when you just say 2010. You're like, oh, 10 years ago. But 10 years ago, I was in the 10th grade.
0: Yeah, you were in high school. 9th grade? Because I, I was a sophomore in college. Yeah. So, I mean, That's the it is way being four years apart works.
1: That is how being four <laughs> years apart works. Yeah. So, I mean, this was a while ago. Um, and it was, I followed European soccer at the time. Mm-hmm. I did not follow it as closely as I do now. Sure. Um, so, I knew of this happening, but it was more like I'm watching the highlights because this was a big deal.
0: I was definitely full on, like, Supporting any American, yeah, at the time. Clint. So I was basically like a de facto Fulham fan just yeah. because they had so many Americans at the time. Yeah, that faded away eventually. <laughs> I found a real club. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my so god! Fulham fans that are listening?
1: <laughs> so for this first leg, Juventus smashed home three goals for the victory. Nice. Crucially, though, Fulham managed to snag an away goal as a small consolation heading into the return leg the crucial away, crucial away goals crucial 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 <laughs> so we're heading back to the cottage craving cottage
0: hey hey can you vent just do it on a rainy night in london that's march. all i that's all i want to know that's <laughs> they all I probably know.
1: i don't know i don't think they can no. but we'll see
0: let's see how the story goes
1: march 18th 2010 so you gotta believe that it was cold
0: Oh yeah, no, it was miserable. Yeah, it's terrible.
1: <laughs> so Juventus arrive at Craven Cottage and actually hit the ground running. So for a second, it does look like they can get it done. Yep. at a rainy night at in the, London. In London. In London. <laughs> With David Trezeguet scoring in the <sighs> second minute.
0: I forgot about David Trezeguet.
1: What an what a last name. Trezeguet, a great, is. A great
0: last name, certainly.
1: There's a there's a Trezeguet that plays for Aston Villa. Right now, currently. Yes. Defender. Um, First name escaping me right now.
0: But... I don't remember.
1: (laughs) He could be an FPL asset. Shameless plug for the WTFPL League. Ooh la la. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gosh. So, pretty terrible start for Fulham. Yeah. Because their away goal advantage is wiped out immediately. Yeah. Two minutes into the game.
0: All of a sudden it's uh, like, well... (laughs) now we have to
1: we have to score at least three goals just to force extra time yeah
0: just for the tie,
1: just for that so fulham actually answered back pretty well with a goal of their own in the ninth minute and it was a really a really great goal i mean the the striker uh, had the composure to to bring the ball down to like kind of push off a defender bring the ball down with his chest and slide it away
0: was that still bobby zamora Was he still there at that point
1: in time? You know, I um I wrote down the name, or at least I thought that I did, and now that I'm in my notes, it's not there. (laughs) I realized that. (laughs) Zamora Zamora, Bobby Zamora was there. Um it but it was um uh it wasn't Zoltan Gera. He scored the later goals. Um but You're looking it up right now.
0: I'm finding it. We're just doing it. I'm going to get it. We might as well. I'm going to find the match report. (laughs) We can look it up. We can do a little impromptu uh, impromptu thingy. We
1: might as well check it out. Bobby Zamora. It was
0: Bobby Zamora. It was Bobby Zamora.
1: Wow. Look at you go.
0: Look at me go.
1: So, I mean, really, really composed goal. I mean, he he got the ball at, he was running full speed, Mm -hmm. chested it around the penalty spot and by the time it got to his foot, he was just outside the six-yard box, slotted it away. A real, real...
0: solid English goal.
1: Solid English goal. Solid striker goal. So in the 26th minute, Fulham were handed another lifeline because Fabio Cannavaro was sent off and Juve were sent down to 10 men.
0: Mm, I remember this. I do remember the old Fabio.
1: I I don't... One of the Fulham strikers... Got through on goal, and Canavaro just pulled him back. Yeah, and, he, and the ref's just like red card. Mm. Canavaro, um was like trying to get him to put the red card back in his pocket. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember He's, this. Yeah. I remember that. Oh man, that it was, was so it was funny. So funny. He's like, you don't want to do this. No, no, Trust no, me.
1: So this this is best case scenario after giving up a goal in the second minute. Yes. Equalizing and then also having your opponent go Gold down to 10 men. Yeah. That like, is
0: When you need at least two or three more goals. It's great. That's a pretty good outcome.
1: <laughs> so Fulham would hit the post three more times before finding their second goal. Good Lord. In the 39th minute. So Zoltán Guerra finished a superb cross to put Fulham ahead. Um, within reaching distance of, kind of, yeah. clawing back that deficit.
0: When when it's when it's all of a sudden it's like one goal and you're and it's it's even. All bets are off. Yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> this is this is easy. Oh, it's just one goal. Just focus on one goal. <laughs> I have to say, hitting the post three times, you have to feel like you're it's crushed. crushed. Like, they oh, it's never gonna go in.
1: And they. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Damian Duff who took the free kick after the Conavara red card. He hit the post on that free kick. Like, <laughs>
0: Damian Duff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, it, it was crazy. So the game went into halftime 2 1, Fulham advantage. They only need one goal to force extra time, a couple to sure. advance to the next round of the Europa League. It's crazy that um, we're just now at the round of 16. Uh, Because this is just such a a monumental game. Such a huge game.
0: (laughs) Mighty, mighty Fulham.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So the second half started and Fulham went right to work. Damian Duff drew a handball foul in the penalty box.
0: I remember a couple of these calls for Fulham being a little dicey, too. So...
1: I mean, I know there's a lot of controversy right now yeah. around the English VAR yeah, sure. handball rule. Jamie VAR. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like every team. Every team's getting yeah, called for handballs in the box. It is.
0: It's because they took away like all the – they just made it so that somebody reposted Gary Lineker in 2016 tweeting that like, oh, they should just make the rule that doesn't matter intention. Like anytime it hits the hand, like it's a it's a handball. That, that should just be the rule. And then, like, today, he said, like, what a disgrace this is. <laughs>
1: Ruining the game.
0: <laughs> oh, we want our game back.
1: Oh, man, leave it to England to, I mean, I guess we can't really talk being Americans, but. <laughs> I mean, we can. I mean, we can. We are talking right now, yeah, currently. We, we totally are. <laughs> but when was the last every, time
0: England beat us in the World Cup? Never. Never. Didn't think so.
1: Every other league in the world ha- that has VAR is making it work. Not really controversial at all. But for whatever reason, England just can't get it together. And <laughs> it is a absolute disaster.
0: Honestly, it's a delight to watch. <laughs> Everybody is it.
1: self-destructing. As, <laughs> as, losing a person, it.
0: as a person who is not a fan of an English team, I think it's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so anyways, uh Damien Duff, he crosses the ball... You know how defenders will like put their arms behind their backs sure. on crosses because they don't want to yeah. have their arm out. Well, the dude had his the defender had his arm out like fully extended. And so a cross was going in. And honestly, it kind of looked like he was trying to stop it.
0: Okay. But right. also
1: it's like why do you have your arm out here, dude? Sure. Like you're asking for a penalty.
0: You're it. asking.
1: You're for asking it. for it. <laughs> so, in the 49th minute, Fulham get to go up 3-1 because they scored their penalty. Through Gera,
0: Nice. Very great. We
1: like that. We, we like it a lot. <laughs> at the very least, at this point, Fulham had done enough so far to force an extra time. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself was pretty monumental. Sure. With play going back and forth for the next half hour, there wasn't really any like huge chances for either side to sure. kind of go ahead and... Like we said, like we're all level in terms of aggregate scoring. Like next goal wins it, basically. When you get into the 80th minute, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so <laughs> Fulham at this point were treated to probably one of the greatest goals, if not the greatest goal in their club's history.
0: <laughs> they they actually they actually rated it at the greatest goal
1: that makes me feel they did. better saying that because i'm like i don't want to sound too biased and for those of you who do not know what happens next you'll soon learn why it is biased for me to say something like sure.
0: that no they they right before he left the team it was either right before or right after he he left they actually did like a like the the like the 20 or 30 best fulham goals of all time and that was number 1 yeah they counted that as number 1 i
1: mean yeah
0: and, and I, I still think I don't think any goal that they have scored since, since then no. has, has come close to it.
1: Just the combination of beauty and also timing oh, and yeah, the magnitude. Let's
0: let's let's go oh, into okay. it. Let's so, talk
1: about it. In the 82nd minute, Mister Don't Tread on Me himself. Let's go, Clint, motherfucking Dempsey. Dempsey.
0: <laughs>
1: Got the ball at the corner of the 18.
0: Okay, so this was this was though because I, I remember this. Clint Dempsey had been hurt for a, for a while leading up to this game, and I don't think he even played at all in Italy in the Italian leg.
1: Yeah, he came on as a sub in this game. Yeah, um, I this no, was, he hadn't been starting. No, I'm,
0: he was he he had he had just he had been like just coming back from injury. This was also the period of time where it seemed like Clint Dempsey had like a permanent black eye.
1: Ah, uh, yes,
0: and it was. Awesome. Pretty badass. It looked badass. <laughs> it looked really cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna front. Don't
1: tread on him. I'm not going
0: to.
1: <laughs> so Clint, our guy, I mean uh, American goat. Yeah. For
0: he's the only reason I was watching Fulham.
1: For the time being. Yes. I mean, I don't know if he's surpassed Landon Donovan in uh the mass the American's eyes. But
0: I mean for me,
1: I think he <laughs> is the greatest American to play. I,
0: I think uh, Landon Donovan is still the greatest American to play just because if you look at the numbers, t- they they ended tied on goals, and Landon had, like, double the assists that he had.
1: Stats are for nerds, dude. But,
0: but <laughs> like, we're pretty much just, like, beating around the bush until Christian Pulisic yeah, like, beat yeah. both of them. So. It doesn't
1: really matter because <laughs> both were, like, good. They were definitely good sure. soccer players. Totally. Um, but... Neither of them were really superstars.
0: Not, definitely not international superstars.
1: Not no. international superstars. And Pulisic is the first American to really yes. break into that. And 100%. so if he continues on that trajectory, yes. he will 100% be America's best player. Yeah. But anyways, Clint Dempsey receives the ball at the 18th in the 82nd minute mm-hmm. for Fulham mm-hmm. without even taking a glance at goal. So he, he, he receives the ball. He, no. he takes a touch away yeah. from goal, further away from goal towards the sideline. So his back is, is to goal at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Swivels on a dime. He doesn't even really swivel. He just wraps his, yeah, his like- right foot around the ball, lofting a chip shot that the Juventus keeper didn't even attempt to
0: save. I remember that it wasn't jean Buffon for some reason. It was not Buffon. I don't remember who was in goal for them.
1: It starts with a C. Okay. But I didn't want to sure. look up That's how to fair. pronounce it. That's fair. <laughs> and he didn't really play that important of no, a role. definitely not. <laughs> he got four goals scored on him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he should be better. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. So, I mean, he was beaten as soon as the ball left Dempsey's foot. The ball dipped... Just under the crossbar into the side netting as fo- as close to the post as you could possibly get side netting like it was the perfect chip shot.
0: I remember watching this goal and and still like watch this goal just periodically. I'll just like turn it back on to feel feel some to feel something to feel something anything. Yeah, <laughs> um, I remember watching this goal. And there was this moment where they, they, one of the replays was from behind the goal and on like the back post to where he was chipping the ball to. And there was this camera angle where you see him like through the mess Mesh. of players yeah, yeah. chipping the ball and you see the goalkeeper looking up and he like kind of like steps back a step and then he you you just can see his face and he watches it yeah all the way and he's just like he's like dumbfounded and you and it's great because he's turning his head so you're seeing his <laughs> facial expressions yes. as the ball is going in <laughs> and his face is just like it's this mixture of confusion and heartbreak it's like what
1: just happened it
0: is it is still for my money the greatest goal that any american has ever scored
1: yes i mean to be at craven cottage when that goal was scored. Sure. I, I cannot even imagine what that must have felt like to be a fan, um, a player on, on the team. I, I know that Clint was probably feeling like pure rage. Oh, af- yeah. After scoring that goal, like he could kill somebody. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <All> the
0: time. <laughs> I, I think that murder is just under Clint Dempsey's blood <laughs> in, in every situation. He is ready.
1: Yeah. So right directly after Clint Dempsey scored that goal, he just ran straight through the stands out of the stadium. He, like didn't, he didn't
0: he didn't ram.
1: He didn't even go through the tunnel or anything. He just plowed straight through the stands <laughs> and he left. He's like, I'm done here. <laughs> I have finished.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah,
1: it I mean, talk about this is the chills that I was talking about. I yeah, mean, dude. it was
0: I remember one of the one of the announcers that was saying it, who was like commentating the replay of it, was like, oh, did he mean it? And then, like, it gets back to the point where he's, like, he chips it, and he instantly looks at the goal. <laughs> and, and, the, and the announcer's like, you bet he did. <laughs> you, you bet he Even did. He's a Scottish guy. I don't remember who it was. He was like, you bet he did. I was like, yeah. Yes. Let's go. America.
1: <laughs> uh, our greatest achievement ever.
0: I also remember it was only, like, a couple weeks later that they were playing, I think it was Stoke, and he scored another worldie that it was like this volley, volley that he just crushed from like, like 20 25 yards. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. The topspin on that. It was probably – it was a, a crazier goal than the chip shot. Yeah. But just the timing of the chip shot and the, the stage that it was on, I think makes that the better goal.
0: I think the Premier League in general at that point in time was full of people. That were just hitting absolute bombs from, from like twenty five <laughs> to thirty yards out. That whole Chelsea team at the time: oh my Drogba, Frank Lampard, Lampard. Michael Essien. <laughs> oh my god! They were hitting those things so hard.
1: Oh man! I
0: kind of miss that era a really? little bit. Of, you get, you of, get
1: like half a yard of space, twenty five yards out, and you're ripping it. I miss.
0: <laughs> I miss that aesthetic a little bit. Of yeah.
1: Gold. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you got like Paul Scholes in there. He would rip those bangers. Oh, yeah, Paul
0: Scholes. Ryan Giggs from time to time. Occasionally when he's up Old Ronaldo.
1: Old Ronaldo. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Gone too soon. Or are we talking? We're talking about.
0: I was talking about Cristiano. Cristiano.
1: Because we were on Manchester United at the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Gone too soon. Gone too
1: soon. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. So, Fulham. Holds on for the 4-1 win, which is a massive... I, I don't think that I can encapsulate it um, just by my words alone how massive a result this was for Fulham. I mean, monumental, monumental
0: achievement
1: <laughs> for the club. Uh, I'd, I'm not a Fulham fan, but I'd be willing to bet that is every Fulham fan's like favorite memory.
0: I've been willing
1: to bet. Uh, that. Not every fan, but an overwhelming majority, they will never forget something like that. So, Fulham advances, and they get to play Wolfsburg. Is it Wolfsburg or Wolf- Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The W is a V. The W is a
1: V. Yeah, we've been over this. We've been over this. So Wolf- Wolfsburg was in the Champions League, and they <laughs> lost, and said they got to come duke it out in in the Europa League. (laughs) Why not? Um, But Fulham beat them as well, 3-1 on aggregate, which is another Champions League-level team that they just shredded. They just went through. (laughs) So the Cottagers then went to the semis where they got a good draw because they got to play Hamburg instead of Liverpool- or Atletico Madrid. Great draw, some <laughs> might say. <laughs> really, really <laughs> good some draw. Some real
0: nice draw there.
1: <laughs> the Cottagers, however, had to come back to win this game 2-1. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like another story in itself. Like It's another. weird
0: to think about a time when Hamburg was good. Because they're trash now. <laughs> so bad. They're awful. They're <laughs> so, just in the two so Bobby Wood is still making millions of dollars Bobby. for them to sit on the
1: bench. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so they, so they advanced past Hamburg. Fulham. FC. Fulham FFC. <laughs> <laughs> the extra F. <laughs> yeah, the extra F. <laughs> was in the Europa League final. Fulham FC in the Europa League final. Wild. 2010. I mean... My oh my, how time changes things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what they would give to return to such a time.
1: Because if I became a soccer fan today and did not know anything that happened for the history of soccer, and you told me that Fulham was in the Europa League final <laughs> 10 years ago, I would have punched you straight in the throat. <laughs> like,
0: you're like, you're an Shut idiot. Up. Don't lie to me.
1: If you told me that Manchester United had 20 Premier League titles, I my, might be more than tw- I think. It's just twenty. Uh, I, I would know. punch you straight in the throat. I'd be like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> this team is not is not good enough to win. Uh, this team
0: can't win MLS. They can't win MLS. Oh, oh
1: well. Oh well. So the final for Fulham was being played against Atletico Madrid yes. because Atletico moved past Liverpool on penalties, I believe. Was something something England penalties. Yeah, something. 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 Was that
0: when Fernando <laughs> Torres was still in Atletico or had he made it? He
1: Fernando made it, Torres yeah. was not with Atletico. Okay. Was he but
0: with Liverpool
1: at the time? I uh, I assume like, that I he happened? was with yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. Um Atletico had a baby, David De Gea. Yes. They had a Sergio Aguero with Bangs.
0: Oh <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. If you wow. don't know what we're talking about with Sergio Aguero with bangs, just Google Sergio Aguero, Aguero bangs. <laughs> just and look it up. You'll see his time at the hairdo. The uh,
0: hairstyles of, like, the late 2000s and early 2010s were something to behold.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: There's a lot of, like, mullet hawks that were happening. There's a lot of weird bangs choices. Yes,
1: absolutely. Uh, Atletico were also... Being led by Uruguayan royalty, Uruguayan King Diego Forlán.
0: Diego Forlán, dude, Diego Forlán is so good. <laughs> so good. Jeez, so <laughs> good. And then, like those piercing blue eyes.
1: Yes. Oh, he's a very beautiful man. Hit, Still is. Yeah. had like yeah. a wolf stare. Yeah, absolutely. So Fulham pushed this team, an incredibly talented Atlético team.
0: Yeah. Let's just let's just put it out on the table. Atletico was way better than Fulham. Oh
1: yes. (laughs) Yes. And Fulham pushed them to the brink. It was one to one at the end of full time. Yeah. And Forlon scored in like the hundred and eighteenth minute or something like that. It was very, very late in extra time. So close to penalties. Yeah. Um so unfortunately Atletico won that one. Congrats to them. But (laughs) congrats
0: to them on their two (laughs) thousand ten Europa League title.
1: But that is the story of Fulham FFCs. No, just Fulham FCS run in the 2010 Europa League Championship. What a what a story storybook.
0: I remember that too because, like, the, it was like two years later, two or three years later, when Clint Dempsey went to Tottenham. Yeah. and they were in the Europa League. And they got bounced, I believe, in the semifinals. And he was almost like dragging them through single handedly again. Yeah. Because I think they went out on penalties to I think it was FC Basel. Oh. Actually. Yeah, I want I want to say I want to say it was FC Basel. I think it was a Swiss team, but they he scored like both of their goals. It was like two two, and they <laughs> lost on penalties. Yeah. The that's brutal. The uh, that was one of the reasons that like. He came to MLS and was so like passionate and stuff about it was because he had never won a trophy. Yeah, in his playing career. Yeah, and when just he just desperately wanted to win things. Yes. And he yes. finally did. He finally did. It.
1: Yeah, he's like, which, Seattle? Here I come. Which he <laughs> yeah. What did he win? He had won like
0: maybe a gold cup or two. Yes.
1: Uh, sources, real quick for this story, are Phil McNulty from the BBC, UEFA Europa League archives, and Harry Collins from These Football Times.
0: Drew, it's a commonly known story, but I heavily enjoyed reminiscing about it.
1: Yeah i I did as well, and I hope that you listener enjoyed the story as well. If it was a refresher, because sure. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that already know of the story. Yeah, they watched the game. Totally, they know. Uh, but for those of you who didn't even know that this game happened, uh, I hope you enjoyed it because it was a really, really important game um for not only fulham but also like american soccer i mean, it's huge 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 yeah. for an american to score on on a stage like that even if it is like the second tier uh championship european championship trophy competition mm-hmm. uh, and nobody had done that from the u.s from the men's side up until that point so it was crazy totally.
0: so thank you thank you drew for telling us the story and thank you listener for listening to said story. And if you would like to hear more from us, we heavily encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. Get those downloads rolling into your podcast feed, into whatever podcatcher you might use. It helps us out. Other things that help us out include leaving us a rating and review. We talk a lot, of this talk about this a lot. But if you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it helps us out. More people see the podcast. It little games the algorithm a little bit. And uh, that really... I mean, the more people that listen to our podcast, the better for us. Good
1: for podcast. So,
0: if you rate and review the podcast, that helps more people see it and possibly listen to it. Therefore, good for podcast. <laughs> it's Other, ways, science. Uh, science. <laughs> Other ways you can support us include following us on social media. We're at DeadballPod everywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. If you really want to use Facebook, Lord knows I barely do, but we are on it. Uh, We also have an email account, deadballpod at gmail.com. If you want to email us any questions, comments, uh, suggestions for stories, anything like that. And we have merchandise for sale. That is at our Teespring store, and the description, or the the link will be in the description below. Crushed it. uh, You know. Did that so well. (laughs) There's a certain talent to... uh, to selling out. And I think I have it.
1: (laughs) Should we say goodbye to these good people?
0: If you want me to sell out anymore, just hit me up. You know, we should, we should say goodbye. We should say goodbye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My name's Adam Whitaker Snabley and I'm Drew. And we will see you again very, very soon. Bye.